Welcome to A Brief Chat. I'm Jason Crane. This is a show about living authentic lives on our own terms. Today is Monday. It's the fourth day of November 2019. I'm recording this show with absolutely no idea what I'm going to talk about. I decided I'm just going to open the microphone and see what comes out. So, you know, we'll go on this adventure together. One thing I was thinking about as I was opening the software and all that stuff to record is that yesterday, as you're listening to this, the older of my two sons turns 17. He's 6'2 or 6'3, lifts weights all the time, and, you know, is just a a giant. (laughs) And I can still remember as clear as if it had just happened when I first brought him into the radio station in Rochester that I was managing. He was just a few days old and I held him up to the microphone and, you know, he cried. He wasn't into it. It didn't know where he was, obviously. And I have a photo of that moment of me just holding this tiny, tiny, tiny boy in the studio, no idea, no even way to conceive of what would come in either of our lives over the next 17 years. If you had asked me 17 years ago to predict for you what my life would look like in 2019, almost 2020, there's absolutely zero chance that I would have predicted anything that's currently happening. At that time, I worked at a jazz radio station in Rochester, New York. I was the station manager, and I hosted the afternoon drive time show. I had just finished a run for city council on the Green Party ticket and lost, I had been chairing the Green Party for a couple of years at that point. I was also pretty involved in local organizing around a variety of issues, not just in the Green Party, but also in the wake of September 11th. At that time, I was married, like I am now, but not to the same person. Living, of course, in Rochester, New York where not only my parents, but my sister and my grandparents also lived. Just ahead of me, although I didn't know it at the time, was my second stint in the labor movement. I'd go to work for my friend Mike and help organize workers in the hotel and restaurant and service industries for four or five years. It would also be years before I was on the radio again. Uh, When Bernie was two, my older son, I left the radio station to stay home for a year with him, and then I took that union job. And I didn't have another radio show until I ended up in Alabama, and there's absolutely no way I could have predicted that Alabama would happen, because in order for Alabama to happen, a bunch of other things had to happen. First of all, Jen and the kids and I, there was a second child, John, we all moved to Albany because I got transferred there. And then we ended up in some financial difficulty 
And as a result, Jen and the boys moved to State College, and I stayed in Albany to keep working the job that I was working. We had no clear plan how we were all ever going to get back together. I realized during that time alone in Albany that our marriage, which had never really been good, needed to end, and if it was ever going to end, it was probably going to be at that time when I was by myself. So we decided to do that, and I ended up moving to New York City. I squatted in my parents' empty apartment until their lease ran out, and then I found a place in Brooklyn. And because I really disliked the place where I lived in Brooklyn, like the actual apartment, I spent a ton of time at a coffee shop that was nearby. And because I spent time at that coffee shop nearby, I ended up dating one of the baristas who totally transformed my life and the way I think about relationships in an incredibly healthy way that repaired a lot of the damage from what had come before. But because I dated her, we ended up living together and then we moved in with some other folks and all of us collectively lost our apartment. And I was the only one without anywhere to go, so I ended up homeless and on the road for the greater part of the year 2012, taking Greyhound buses from place to place, sleeping on strangers' couches, and interviewing jazz musicians wherever I found myself, and also doing poetry readings wherever I found myself. And I went between New York and New Orleans, stopping at a lot of places along the way, and then back in the other direction, eventually getting up to Canada and going across from Windsor to Montreal. Then, because I still had nowhere to live, I applied for a residency position at a Zen center in New Mexico. And on my way there, I stopped in Alabama where I had been during this big trip. And while I was in Alabama, somebody offered me a job at a bookstore and I took it because I thought it would be easier for me to see my kids if I was in Alabama than if I was in New Mexico. And so I ended up in Alabama and then moved to State College, Pennsylvania, the one place I had ever said I would never live because I married somebody from here. And when she and I used to come to visit, I just said I could never live here. I just don't like it here at all. And of course, if you say that enough times into the universe, the universe will eventually remind you that you're not the one in charge. And so I ended up here in State College. I thought I'd be here for five more years, and then a bunch of bad stuff happened that necessitated moving. And so now, if all goes to plan, I'll be living in Berkshire County, which is where this whole adventure started back in 1973. And for a while, I'll be working for an enormous corporation that I never in a billion years would have expected to work for and don't want to work for. And then hopefully, if all goes according to plan, I will turn this show and the jazz session and my freelance writing into the thing that makes my living. And I'll do that in the presence of my second spouse, who's 22 years my junior Even just saying all this out loud, even in this somewhat strange, not particularly linear fashion, it makes me think back to sitting in that radio studio in mid-November, I guess early November, because Bernie was so young, of the year 2002. And just looking ahead to what our lives might look like. 
and being wrong in every important respect. It's an important lesson for me to remember, I think, and for all of us to remember, because as you sit wherever you're sitting right now and you look ahead to what you expect your life to be, you are also probably wrong in every important respect. You might not be as dramatically wrong as I was, but a lot of things are coming that you haven't planned for and couldn't plan for. And I think in a lot of ways that's pretty exciting. And I think it also frees us from the need to remain locked in our fears of the future and overwhelmed by what's to come. Because when it gets right down to it, we just don't know what's to come. I hope wherever you are, you're having a fine Monday or had a fine Monday, depending on when you're listening to this. I'll be back tomorrow. In the meantime, I encourage you to go to abriefchat.com and become a supporting member. Help me make the next little bit of my future slightly more predictable. And if you would, if you enjoy this show, you'd be doing me a huge favor if you'd tell other people. Because word of mouth is where it's at when it comes to getting other folks to listen to the stuff that I make. I love you. A better world is possible. <laughs>